Hey everybody. Uh, real quick before we get started, uh, Nate had some audio issues on his end for this episode. So unfortunately his audio is a little crackly and poppy like an old beat up record. Uh, so hopefully everything sounds okay. I might jump in and kind of reiterate what he said if I feel like it doesn't come across, but should be okay. Hopefully. Okay. I love you. Bye. everybody welcome back to five songs or less this is danny i'm here with nate and cody again for another edition of five songs or less country edition (laughs) (laughs) five songs it's country radio radio. (laughs) uh we're actually gonna start today's episode on a bit of a somber note because Unfortunately, Loretta Lynn passed away this week, just a couple days ago. And so we're going to watch a quick Loretta Lynn video. Should we do Fist City? We, we were debating this off off mic for a little bit. Um, nah, your man's cool. Two songs are better than one, always. Okay. No, yeah. not always, actually. I, I mean, are you going to let this play on the pod or Yeah, or? we're going to watch it together. We're going to we're going to watch it and maybe talk about it. Okay. And you two can talk about some memories of hanging out at Loretta's at Christmas time or something like that. I don't know. In Loretta Lynn's coal mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh okay, let's do We've got here a medley of Ones on the Way and The Pill from 1985. Here it. Browser <laughs> extension required. What the fuck? This is real <laughs> pro podcast I today. never said. Pro gear, pro attitude. Oh, I was good at this. Fist City it is, everybody. Oh, here we go. I like that she's got an electric Stratocaster like neck and headstock on the guitar. It's an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I wonder what the story behind that guitar is. We'll never know. We'll have to ask Vince Gill or Marty Stewart. Those guys know everything about guitars. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Get them on the pod. <laughs> yeah, a stat. Call friend. Phone, phone a friend. <laughs> Count Marty Stewart. What's up with this guitar? Is it so? So, talk, this song, this style of music, uh, is related to Bakersfield sound, is it not? Hmm. I I think is this maybe a performance from Buck Owens' show? I wonder. She might be. I wish I could see the guy. She might. 
being she might be backed up by the buckaroos in this song which in in, in that case it would definitely be a uh, bakersfield sound to it but yeah i mean it's a lot like this uh kind of stripped down and it's got Sorry, I'm transfixed. That's okay. I was trying to find what this is from, but the the person that posted this did not say. But I would like you to know that there's no auto-tune and no lip sync. Thanks to James Kingsmail for pointing that out seven years ago. Yeah. It's helpful. Back, back when music was real. Yeah. Without, without auto-tune and lip sync. Uh, okay, now that's... Uh, that? Oh, that last note. I don't know. Oh, no, no. Not Buck Owens. I've watched a couple of video videos blend during this era when you would go on, like, a, what is it, a variety show or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, the the dudes who could talk to her after her are often horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's real bad. Pretty much any female performance on TV or something, it's, like when they introduce her it's like we've got a pretty little girl yeah, here who yeah. can uh play her instruments pretty good for a woman <laughs> she's <laughs> cute as all heck and her voice ain't bad either and then she sings a song called fifth city big <laughs> fucking ass yeah Man. i mean yeah loretta lynn was a badass she lived a long 90 year life so you know she put an album out like a year and a half ago or two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Wow. She's one of the, uh, I think Jack White is kind of what she, he brought her back for some albums in the mm-hmm. like two thousands. Um, so him and the guy from the black keys, it's like, I don't necessarily love their music, but they both have been responsible for like putting out good albums of like old yeah older country people which is cool because other people aren't doing it mm-hmm. yeah totally i remember when that first one that he produced or whatever came out yeah because uh, i was working at dipple and i feel like i listened to it and enjoyed it but i honestly don't remember this could be a good episode of the podcast somebody should should give me a, a playlist of the red of the red idea yeah i think that is a good idea That's, yeah R.I.P. R.I.P. Double L. Anyway, I'm going to have to listen to that song later because I did not hear a word of it. I know. Uh, um, so, yeah, listen to that song. <clears throat> listen to the medley that you were talking about mm-hmm. of One on the Way and The Pill. There's a really, really good episode of Rhinestone, uh, Cocaine <clears throat> and Rhinestones uh, about specifically about the song The Pill and oh. how like revolutionary it was and how much of a badass she is. So uh, if you haven't listened to that episode... I've not listened to that podcast. Check it out. You're missing out, man. I know. Nate, it's have good. you listened to that podcast? I have. Cody tipped me off to me oh, off to that okay. a while back. Okay. I don't. I'm not regular or term harmless. I think I listened to the Judd's episode mm, only okay. so so far. That's a, for your recommendation. That's a good one. I mean, they're all good, but yeah. that one's like. I knew that they were kind of messed up, but I didn't know how messed up they were. Is and that is that still bad. like ongoing? That podcast. Yeah, but he like takes his time between seasons. Mm, okay. So it's like who knows when it'll be back, but when it does come back, it'll be like a whole season. Revolutionary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll be it'll continue being revolutionary. 
That's cool. I should check that out one of these days. Maybe on our next road trip, I'll I'll cue it up for Amanda and I to listen to because I'm sure she would yeah. enjoy it as well. It's it's pretty engaging. Yeah, even it's got some of that. Some... Even if you're not a huge country music person, it's I think pretty entertaining. I think Brandy got through them all. <laughs> Is Brandy not a huge country music person? I don't think she would say she was, but I think I've I think she's coming around yeah. to it a little more. <laughs> Just blended at home. I think. Nonstop. I think maybe she's buying into the kishiness factor of like Shania Twain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's also Dan- so Dandy mm-hmm. a tribute album to, to Loretta and, oh. and if I'm, if I'm, remarkably there's there's a Pillmore song on there. Oh, cool. Oh. Hey, editing Danny. I am not sure that anyone can understand what Nate just said. He said. There's a Loretta Lynn tribute album, and it has a Paramore song on it. And I think that's a group you like. It is. It's a group I gave you a playlist of. Oh, hell yeah. Remember that? Um, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actually, when you you said that to me, I had a friend sitting to me who who knows and was was for me. Yeah. I guess guess it's a. Yeah, totally. Excited, folks. His friend was excited. It's a, it's a pretty solid playlist, if I do say so myself. Yeah, you do know how to make, make it. <laughs> I know how to add five songs to a playlist, all right. Uh, so what's up, guys? What have you been doing? Nate and I already caught up, so... Oh, but you didn't record it. I don't know what's been going on well, with Nate. True, actually, that's 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 what this podcast exists. Oh, I just noticed your bandana. Look, looks looks nice. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah, yeah. looking pretty slick. Got to keep my uh, got to keep my sweat out of my uh, yeah. something <laughs> <laughs> off of your neck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told I told Danny that I went to Kansas City. Um, oh, I thought that's where I thought you were last. And so, oh, <laughs> I got on a plane. <laughs> And I was there like uh, three months ago. Oh fuck! That's that's what uh, I I don't know. Maybe I was like your your Instagram was on delay for me, me or something. Mm. And I just saw those those C posts and I was, I was like, "Shit, <laughs> over there!" Nice. And, and I went through Denver, just which is cool. So I've been in I've been in Colorado and in City, Missouri, in the last five days, which when, makes me feel very well traveled. When I went there, I accidentally ended up in Kansas City. Kansas when I first got there because I missed an on-ramp. What was the difference? Uh, Well, abortion was legal in one and not in the other for uh, I think, yeah, it's continued to be that way. Missouri was like the first state and then now Kansas voted and they're going to keep it so Hmm. people in Kansas City, Missouri are crossing that border when they need to. Yeah. Other than that, it doesn't feel any different. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't think so. <laughs> I was still, I was still that I liked. I mean, I I liked Kansas City. I thought, I found a nice coffee and um some food and it seemed like I like brick brick building old cities. Yeah. Like, Nate likes brick buildings. It's definitely got that. We have some of those empty buildings too, which is familiar to us here. And I don't know. It, it felt like a vibe we're familiar with it to some degree. Yeah, I really liked the vibe of that city. I was staying with friends, and they knew a lot about the city. They were like lifelong natives, I think, for the most part. And they were telling me that 
a lot of the houses, uh, the wall, like the walls around them and parts of the houses were made from the rocks that they dug up when they dug like the foundation of the house. Whoa. So like thought that was very cool that it's like part of the land, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, lots of cool old buildings and stuff there. And it was like a lot hillier than I expected. I thought I figured Kansas City was going to be very flat, but flat. it was like it almost looked like Portland or San Francisco or something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, was cool. I had the opportunity, opportunity like, to have known folks, folks. I mean, because I got there and I asked around where you were hanging out. And nobody <laughs> knew you were, so. Um, um, I should have put you in touch with my buds there. Yeah, I should. Yeah. I should have. I mean, I don't. I don't know how to. How to yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. No. It's got you know, it's, it's cool scene histor- historically at least. Yeah. For, yeah. for bands that I like, and I feel. Cool. I feel like everyone I talked to had some, t- like. Tent, tent, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, tentative, not tentative, tenuous relationship to somebody in some cool band. Like they went mm. to school with their cousin, or oh, like, yeah. you know, they like the girl, uh, Andrea from the anniversary, mm-hmm. like went to their high school 10 years before them, or uh, yeah. something like that. Hmm. Can you imagine a world in which that you say that to somebody and you're like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're probably really excited that someone from California was there being like, what Lawrence is like close to this city. Lawrence where like the get up kids play it all the time. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It was closer than I thought too. I didn't know that area was also compact in that way, but yeah, you gotta go to the get up kids house. When, when I went there, I was there on the 4th of July and so and i was only there for two days and the first day we didn't really do anything because i had been driving and then on fourth of july like of course everything was closed Mm -hmm. so i didn't get to have like barbecue or anything Uh, which was like a bit of a bummer but that was my fault did you did you bone anything up though in honor of the the fourth no the people i was with were you know my kind of people who were not, <laughs> not interested super in stoked on the fourth this year yeah. and, uh, and, uh, mostly just complained about the fireworks, which actually weren't too bad considering like, as I was driving on that road trip, like there were fireworks stands that were like pumpkin patches, like over here, like just Whoa. like acres of cars and like huge tents full of like fireworks and it would look like it was like families would make a day of like going and picking out these like gigantic, wow. scary explosives. That's weird. That's, oh man! <laughs> I mean, also amazing. Like yeah. you would, do, you would do that for kids. You know, you know, you would. Danny. Well, also <laughs> it was like very green there. Like I forget that the whole country isn't like dr- uh, dried up the way California yeah. is. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't be as freaked out about it over there. Yeah, that's true. I could see you with your kids though, like just holding sunny firecrackers oh, that like, it comes up come their heads. They're just like walking <laughs> with an Easter basket or something, just over, just overflowing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Sick. That's probably true. <laughs> uh, Danny, I saw that your your young boy got a haircut. Yeah, it looks great. He, got... he all all of a sudden looks just like you. Does put he? that kid in a. Put him in a skink and pickle shirt and he'll look like he's a member of Out of Line. Does he look like me? He does. I mean, he looked like you before, but, you know. Well, he kind of does look like me. I didn't think of it like <laughs> How'd that, that happen? Did he, did he grow a beard? He grew a beard. <laughs> yep. Cut the hair, grow a beard. You saw, Nate. Can you see that? 
Was this on Instagram? Yeah, I posted it on Instagram. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. I, I mean, specifically, oh, yeah, he yeah, looks yeah. like you from like... From like high ninth, school. Ninth grade, yeah. 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 Hey, I cut my hair uh, off in ninth grade as well. As well, just like him. Yeah. He's in ninth grade He's right in now. ninth grade. <laughs> this is ninth gra- grader? He's the first <laughs> eight-year-old ninth grader. He's a regular Doogie Hauser. <laughs> For the the maybe two of you out there who don't know what my son looked like, he had very long hair, like wet. It would go pretty far down his back, like he couldn't sit on it yet or anything like that. But uh, very long hair, and we cut it very short, or had it cut very short because he didn't want it long anymore. So it was him that yeah, asked for it. He's, haircut. he's been complaining about it for a couple months now, actually, that it's he's too hot. And you were just like. Like, be quiet. We're keeping it long. It's <laughs> where your strength Quit comes you. from, Samson. Quit your bitching. <laughs> you know, wow. He's complaining. It's too hot. And like uh, brushing his hair, you'd, you'd think we were like stabbing him to death. Like, yeah. Just the, the knots that he would get in it. And... Was it hard for you and Amanda to see it go? It's the thought of it was harder than actually seeing it happen. Cause it was like, yeah. Oh my God, he's so cute. Oh my God. Look, it's like this length. Now look how cute he is as it got shorter yeah. and shorter as the, the woman was cutting it. <laughs> <laughs> you just do it inch by inch, not like take a scissor, scissor and snap it off it off. No, she kind of like, she did it in, in waves. Like, uh, there was, you know, it was pretty long and she cut it, you know, mostly shorter and shorter on the sides and stuff. And he had like a very nineties do for a little bit. Like he looked like Jordan Catalano or something. She gave him a Rachel. (laughs) Yeah. She, she dyed his hair, gave him highlights and then she cut it all off. (laughs) It was just a day of fun and fucking around. I I showed her a picture of Leanne Womack from the late nineties and she's like, okay, I'll do that. The thing is, I'm currently obsessed with this person you do not anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was rad, and he looks so fucking cute now. And it's weird, like we were driving home because we went to a, a a haircut place, Banyan Tree. Everybody, go to Banyan Tree. It's a nice place. Oh uh, yeah, it's close to my house. Yeah. Um, so we're driving home, and just the whole time, like I would look in the rearview mirror and be like, "Who the fuck is that?" Oh right, that's Han. <laughs> Man. You would say it out loud in your eyes. Who the fuck? Terrifying your own child. Banyan Street hair paying you for a for a, a beer. They better give me a fucking discount next time. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. The people who are, yeah go into Banyan and say Danny sent you. Yeah, yeah go and, into Banyan uh, Tree. You'll, you'll, Banyan Tree. Banyan Tree. Sorry, um, I, I don't remember the name of the woman who uh, cut who cuts my hair and cut Amanda's hair and cut Hans' hair, but. She's nice. Mm, that's so cool. ask for the nice one. Gotcha. <laughs> Looking for a stylist who's nice. <laughs> and now, and now, Lassa wants a haircut, and she said short. So I don't know. We'll yeah. we'll let it ride out a little bit and see like what she actually wants. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Amanda sat Han down and was like showing him a bunch of pictures, like kind of you know longer, kind of shaggy, long hair. Uh, and some, she showed him like this, it, it was kind of like a mohawk, but like, I don't like kids that have mohawks. Like they always look like little assholes. Um, well, but it was like a wide mohawk that like form follow function, uh, that you don't like <laughs> stick up or anything. It was just like very flowy or yeah. whatever. And I was like, Oh, that, that's kind of cool. 
That's the only mohawk I would I would be okay with. Hmm. If he wanted like a Tim Armstrong, I'd. Dang! Did you ever? Twenty five years ago, would mm-hmm. you be like, "Yeah, when I'm an adult, I'm going to tell my kid he can't get a mohawk." I felt that felt that way. I, I still feel that way, probably. <laughs> I would not tell him he couldn't. I yeah. would tell him I wasn't a big fan, but yeah, you can do it. The, and I'd probably change my mind. I'd see it on him, and I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, he would look cool. You're a cute little asshole." <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Did you show him obs of long, long hair video? Like, remember that that uh, Thor guy from the band Elsest, uh, Night Night <laughs> Thrum? Did you Wait, show him? Are you talking what about Nate or Winterhalter? Winterhalter, thank you. <laughs> but like, <laughs> did you show him some of these these ridiculous metal artists out of the far north who have just wild long locks that? blow low when a faint touches them and then they oh. play guitar and they headbang that i did not you make an, an argument for keeping it i guess is what I, I'm saying. i didn't make an argument for keeping it because i don't like having to brush it and uh, you know, uh, listen okay. to for a wine and the little it's yeah. partially for me i'm gonna miss it part of me hopes he grows it back but we'll see we'll see what what happens and 37 year old han is listening to the back catalog of five things or less yeah um, just you know, we know that you look great. Good you look choice. great, Han. Whether you, you whether you look like Han or Winterhalter, Winter would be a good yeah. choice for you to take take on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the drummer from Alcest is named Winterhalter, Cody. Man, that's cool. There's big air quotes around named. One name. Yeah. Just one, uh-huh. one name. Oh yeah, it's Be- it's just one one word. It's his first Winterhalter. name. Or maybe it's his last name. Do you think his his first name is like Bill? <laughs> Bill Winterhalter. <laughs> Weirdly, I don't know what Winterhalter. It's not a very I'm French. I'm sure name. Winter isn't his first name and Halter's his last name. Uh, no, it comes together. It's like it's, there's yeah, there's H. no space. Yeah. Uh, can I, I watch to get a picture? Work does it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. If it's on YouTube, it'll work. No, no, I want to do that. You could text us a picture. Yeah, you could do that. I'm just wonder halter. That bit went on too long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was a bit. <laughs> okay, well, you know that. You know. Uh, okay, now Cody, what have you been doing? We need one. I mean, that's factoid. not fair. I, I just recorded last week, so not a lot has happened. Oh, that's true. What have I been doing? I've been moping around the house. I've been stressed about work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was Brandy's birthday. Oh, that yeah, was happy not, birthday, that, Brandy. That was nice. We, What'd you get her? Uh, I got her a, a gift certificate to a... Uh, Clothier she likes uh, Tuesday Basson out of Los Angeles. I don't know what any of that uh, means. Oh, I've, I was being fancy. Oh. It's a, it's a, it's a. They make clothes. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy a dress or a shirt or something, and also a, a class, a ceramics, oh. a wheel thrown pottery class. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. At uh, the Verge, which I'm excited about. Better hope that place isn't haunted. Well, uh, yeah. I better not catch Swayze's ghost. 
coming up from behind. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Why would actually, you not want Actually, that I'd be stoked. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Brandy. Good for what you. What do you think? Uh, what is it? What do you? What do you think she's gonna go for? Pottery throw or whatever they call it. Uh, probably a a, a pot. Oh, yeah. Like, see, can you can you make at a at a at a pottery class? Can you you make like a box? Oh, it would have to be if it's wheel thrown. It would have to be round. Okay. Uh, there's a a reality show on HBO Max called um, I don't remember the what it's called. Greatest Potter Ever Thrown. It's it is something like yeah, that. Cause yeah, because it's like it's like the Great British Bake Off. Like it's the same people that did it. Yeah, like producers uh, or whatever. Yeah, and it's great. It's feel good, and it's like you learn about pottery a lot, and it makes it seem very fun to do. But yeah, they sometimes they don't do wheel stuff. Yeah. They just like sculpt stuff or do like uh, something else. But uh, yeah, uh, so she can make a pot or a bowl or a plate or a vase or mm, a sculpture of you. Well, on a wheel, I mean, yes, because oh, it would wheel. be like perfectly like round with like a round <laughs> head. And that's like a pretty good depiction of me. <laughs> like I kind of just look like a snowman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. I hope yeah. I hope she does a, a sculpture of you. That'd be pretty fun. Like if they do stuff off the wheel. I mean, they're not going to do stuff off the oh. wheel. It's a wheel thrown wheel only. Class. Specific to, okay. to the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a new do so dish or something. Yeah, I don't know. Do you need an ash ashtray? Ooh, I don't, but it's classic. It is. We have I think we have an ashtray she made in high school oh, in cool. ceramics. Um but yeah, I don't need one. But the what about I wish I oh, did. No. I mean I don't wish I smoked, <laughs> but they look cool. It's like a bygone object that you never see or need anymore but there's a lot of cool old ones yeah yeah true ac- you see them in ant stores and- i actually have one it's right back here mm-hmm. get it yeah get it um coors it's a coors one one that's cool yeah because and this is a very nerdy thing i bought this because this is the ashtray that Wendy uses in The Shining. Whoa! Okay. Shit. That's cool. I also bought a, a Tom and Jerry mug that Danny uses in the same scene. I did use that in mug in that scene. <laughs> uh, that, I think that's all I got. That's all you got. Okay. Who who wants to come up with an overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite? We did that last time, and it was really fun. So I want to bring it back. Nate, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, but scoot it or a boot it? We could do scoot it or boot it. <laughs> overrated, under, underrated sounds though, because I, I, I can think yeah. about it. Um, As related to music we're talking no, about today, just today or generally, whatever we want. We did, what did we do? We did horror movies and we did Halloween candy last time. It's a little premature, don't you? <laughs> it was. That's what I do. I kind of thought, like, usually when we record, like, a few weeks go by before they come out. I'm, so I kind of thought thought it would come out closer to Halloween, but Danny didn't tell me I it cannot. was going to come out this week. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's not Halloween yet. Okay. Except when you hear when you Overrated, hear underrated, favorite, least favorite Christmas gifts. Go. Christmas, Christmas gifts? gifts? When is this coming out? <laughs> On Wednesday. <laughs> 
I f- didn't we I feel like you've done this before. Uh we're not really doing Christmas gifts. Okay, good. Um let's do overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite. What is something we can do? Looking around my room. I've got Coheed and Cambria comics. <laughs> I've got uh, ooh, a video game lamps. controller. I've got a Star Wars action figure. I've got some antidepressants. Some what? <laughs> antidepressants. Oh. Overrated, underrated. Okay, okay, here we go. Overrated, underrated. Favorite, least favorite. Ways to beat depression. Oh, okay. I like this. Yeah, yeah. It's a new fun thing. Uh, I will go first to let you two mm-hmm. think about it for a second. Overrated way to beat depression. Uh, drinking alcohol. Don't do it, everybody. It's not a real solution. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Didn't know we were doing PSAs today. Uh, heroin. Don't do heroin. I fucking to cure edge. depression. I um, I will say, see, I mean, this is hard because you don't want, you know, everyone should deal with their depression or mental health issues in any way they can. And some things work for some people and not for other people. Uh, as, as long as it's not alcohol. As long as it's not alcohol. <laughs> Anything but alcohol. Uh, um, personal, your personal choice. Und- with the blanket statement of, mm. we know this is not uh, true for everyone, except for okay. alcohol. Um, overrated. Uh, <laughs> I can only think of things that I shouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's. I feel like talking about it is overrated. No, it's not, Cody. <laughs> not with a therapist, <laughs> just with other people. Uh. <laughs> See, that's not true, though. Depends on who you're uh, talking to. Uh, yeah. Uh, how about talking to um, uh, a person who you don't know is uh, going to offer you advice or listen to your problems in a helpful way? I feel like some people feel like they should talk about it and then they just bring it up in any situation when maybe it's not appropriate Mm -hmm. or you're you're talking to the person that is going to turn around and make it about themselves yeah (laughs) talking about it is overrated (laughs) great nate what do you got i don't know i think you said it well there there is something to be said for for best what is it over overrated way to get over Depression is for for somebody to tell you all, all about their depression or their whatever the fuck, making it about themselves or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. like why it, this is yeah yeah. Let somebody tell you how you how to deal. Yes, is probably what it would be. Yeah, that's great. That's true. Yeah, because you could almost say um, like you don't always have to. Uh, it doesn't have to be a. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you're like uh, both just kind of like in a hole together talking about your depression. Maybe that's not very yeah, helpful. That's true. 
Like there's something to be said for talking to somebody who's had a similar experience, but maybe not when you're like both at a low at the same yeah, time. Yeah. That's true. It's like that uh, in uh, High Fidelity when uh, he's dumped and then he meets a, a, a woman that was dumped and they end up uh, dating and realizing that they're only dating because they're they're both depressed. I think there was a lot of alcohol. alcohol in Probably. So so maybe you're right now. I don't. I still I still don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, underrated. Underrated. I'm gonna say uh, this one's underrated because I know I know it's good, but I never want to actually go do it. It's taking a walk. No, I was gonna. Too say. bad. Too bad. Taking a walk. No, it always makes you feel too. better, even though you don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I do want to do it, but it's hard to get up and going. Mm-hmm. But uh, sorry, that's going to be mine, too, because that's that's honestly my answer. Fine. Nate, Nate, you you can't say <laughs> walking. No, I, I do it as a, I do it all the time. It's like a thing I do every day and it has nothing to do with necessarily. Yeah. Nate, it's just, Nate just, walks in and bikes all the time. Oh, yeah. I, I walk a lot. I love love walking. It's a hobby. It's a great way to listen to audiobooks. That's why yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I love walking. I love walking so much, and I feel like I want it to be my hobby. But man, at the end of the day, yeah. after working all day and it's like rough. being yeah. bummed, like it's hard to to get out there. Plus, in Sacramento, it's, it's like six months out of the year, it's too hot, and then like two months out of the year, it's maybe raining or something. Mm-hmm. Rain's or it, rare, or, or it gets dark at like five thirty. I walk a walk a I walk a, a light a lamp in my hand my hand actually like Shannon and my wife calls it my gramps I'm swapping so I'm like an old, <laughs> an old man or something that. I like I like you feel like having a light like I'll, it's my front bike light like my front light yeah, and yeah, I'll yeah, just yeah. put yeah. it in my hand and hold it like like the people know that it feels like, like that's a good idea for them for like that but I do like to walk we don't we don't get rain it just happens it's depressing and um, there is also seat problems but there is like you know like it. 7, 7 30 or 8 o'clock at night in the middle of August when it's the wind is blowing and you go out for a walk, yeah. walk and it's like it's kind of kind of dusky yeah. it's Del- um, delta breeze yeah it's it's tight um um underrated mm-hmm. way to get over get over depression listen to success fuck country songs probably hmm. why not yeah a little bit of uh, I relate to that it makes me feel better makes me feel less alone yeah could be I don't know what the medicine is in that in that mixture but it, there's nothing about it I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Favorite way to to beat a depression. I'm gonna I'm gonna say talking talking it through, talking about it with someone you love and trust, like your partner or a therapist. You know what's really fucking hard? Finding a good therapist. I hate it. What was the question? Favorite uh <laughs> <laughs> favorite, favorite way to, way to beat depression, depression. not oh, that's good. looking a, for a therapist a <laughs> fucking hate it it sucks that, does, that doesn't sound like a way but talking about it is is my favorite oh, right, thing right. to do i like talking about it to my wife talking with my kids when they're seeming down making sure everybody's okay that's my fave <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does your favorite have to be the best no, way? Of course not. If you say alcohol, I'm going to be mad. My favorite way is bottling it up inside <laughs> and never talking about it until I explode. 
at least <laughs> that would seem to be my favorite because that's what I do the most <laughs> often. But I mean, medication helps mm-hmm. for sure. Sometimes it's hard to get it dialed in just right. Right now, I'm feeling like weird about it because like upped my dosage a little bit and it's making me feel a little better but it's also kind of leveling me out too much where i'm having trouble getting excited about stuff sometimes and then there's still some lows every once in a while and you're like why isn't it why isn't it working do your job do your job selexa i think that's what i'm taking be careful saying that loud Uh uh-huh Am I gonna get doxxed? No, I just think I think that your um your streaming service might turn on. Oh, you're right. Uh, I don't support. I don't have any Prime device. Amazon shit. It's like you, you say it out loud, I, and it suddenly or you another. I had to their... steal my mom's Prime account to watch the Lord of the Rings show. How do you mean steal? <laughs> do you like ask her what what it was and then you just use use it? <laughs> You broke yeah, into actually, your parents' yeah. house. <laughs> and I stole the I stole the book she has it written down. Yeah, in. Yeah. All the passwords. See, yeah. you have that plus like everything else that's important to her in her life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, Nate, give me your favorite way to beat the blues. Favorite way to beat the blues is to probably drink some booze. Why not? Aww. It goes in that context. Um, that really shouldn't got you. <laughs> shouldn't have made it rhyme. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, underrated, rated to listen to music, take walks. That kind of stuff's real. I like like being with people, even if it's not, if it's not like like I don't have to talk about shit. Like if it's if it's really to being sad. We were talking about this before you hopped on, Cody. Like, buddy, like my. Um, I just had felt this week, so I decided to to pass on a show that I'm looking to go to for a while. Like, I know, I know actually if I just gone or if I like if I party and I'm like not like not feeling it now and I'm like whatever whatever I'm gonna go party or somebody's house for, for whatever. Like, when I get there, I'm stoked. I'm happy to be around people. You know, hundred <sighs> percent. Me too. <laughs> it just takes. It happens skin. all the time. Yeah, yeah. In my in, I think probably everybody, but yeah, yeah. like. You get you get in the spot where you don't want to leave the house, and you and I know as soon as I get to wherever I'm avoiding, like I'll be stoked. Uh, tonight, actually, I was like kind of dreading, like recording tonight, Aww. but now I'm having a great time, and it's feeling it's feeling good. Good, good. So FaceTime, my favorite way way to beat beat the blues. FaceTime, not blues. Like, like literally FaceTime or FaceTime like we're doing on the computer right now. Friends, I think it's oh like in person FaceTime. Like oh, in person oh FaceTime. you know. Yeah, like um, in person is would be would be cooler, but it you know like I would I would have to drive to hang out and you know I don't know. I actually I actually yeah. hung in person with with Cody this year. And it was true. a blast. Even even though like Joe was, was weird fun. in certain ways, it was a blast to to <laughs> that hang. That was in. very fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, have to do that again soon next time danny has to come whatever country concert we decide to go to okay. next danny you have to come okay we drag Just you to, know. to i mean some the avid brothers are playing like next week i know you love Nate, them, danny how do you feel about the avid i'm i'm an, I've easily been uh, in a position to take a list from you i don't know them okay um i haven't to that episode either though i okay. i didn't get the trapper keeper reference 
Uh, it's a very dumb, not even joke that I made on the on the episode. Okay. Yeah, nothing to do with the band, but for some reason, Danny said something about putting something in your church binder, and I felt like he just had no understanding of going to church. Like you need a binder, like like it's like school where you would have a binder. Wait, you don't? Wait, you don't have a binder? No, no, I mean I never. You have, have a heart, a, a man. Binder. You just put it in your heart. Because my mm-hmm. my only experience with like going to church regularly was catechism, and that I just called church school. I didn't have a binder for it; like I hated it, and I just yeah. went because my parents told me to. But yeah. I actually, don't anyway. know what that is even a thing. I never. That's a, that's a side <laughs> sidebar. We'll we'll uh, talk about that when we do a tooth and nail band. <laughs> All right, religion overrated, <laughs> underrated, favorite, least favorite, go. Religion, Ogen, overrated. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay, my my least favorite method of beating the blues is, this is controversial. Napping. Oh. I love napping, but napping when you're sad never makes you feel better. It just makes me makes me feel worse. It makes me okay. I can't see your least you. favorite favorite way of beating. It feels like the least favorite way of beating blues has to be a method of beating blues, though. You just don't like to do it. It is an attempt to beat my blues. Oh, okay, I'm okay, so okay. S- I, it doesn't work. I feel like shit. I feel like so sad. I just want to go to sleep. And maybe that'll make me feel better. Word. And it never does. Man, napping could have easily been... I wish I would have thought of that because for me... I can take a nap and it's like a hard reset and I wake yeah. up in a totally different state of mind sometimes. Sometimes not. Yeah, some, mm-hmm. But and sometimes it only takes like 15 minutes yeah. like a quick nap will pull my head out of <clears throat> the sand or yeah. whatever like yeah. But that's just me. Hmm. Okay. Least favorite Cody. Least favorite. Um exercise <laughs> and eating healthy mm, yeah yeah mm, depression carbs are the best don't like doing either of those things but when i do it i sure feel better mm-hmm. eating that should have been my favorite way to beat the blues but i don't know if it actually no it's it a doesn't very, make you feel it's better. a very uh who's adjacent it, it's a fickle yeah. way to to ble- beat the blues. Like it's not a lasting way. Yeah. I mean, it's you could almost put it in the same category as alcohol yeah. or whatever. Like you're feeding something else to stop thinking about something. Isn't else. that just exercise? It's, ba- it's basically running. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exercise and drinking is the same thing, yeah. guys. So get off my back. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm straight edge. I don't drink. I don't exercise. <laughs> I don't smoke. <laughs> don't leave. Don't, don't drink. Leave. Don't fuck. Don't run. <laughs> don't run. Just walk <laughs> to the bed and to the back to the computer. Uh, Nate, go. His favorite, favorite way of bleeding the blues. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, probably talking about it, but then be a thing. I don't oh, yeah? something I necessarily, necessarily accustomed to slash comfortable with. I guess. You're a you're a bottle of. Is up. this whole is this whole game uh, uncomfortable for you? I, no, it's not. I'm not uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just making I, sure. I think it's sure. it's an unfair. <laughs> it's it's, I, it's not a subject I think as much about. I think is what I would say. But, but. oh okay, yeah. okay. 
I think maybe Danny, we're just assuming Nate is as depressed as us, <laughs> which is probably not a good assumption to make. He actually seemed very well I adjusted. Know. I don't know that. <laughs> How many antidepressants have you tried, Nate? <laughs> uh, all right. That was something. <laughs> Let's talk about Leanne Womack. Oh, that's, that's me. Go, Nate. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, um, it's a good transition, I guess. Like, I feel like I put, put this list of songs together and sent it to you all, and I was like, oh, shit. That's like a, like a fucking sad list of songs there. This, there. this list is sad as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Lassa did not want to listen to this playlist in the car because ah. she said it was too sad. Yeah. Um, Leanne Womack is, to me, I'm, yeah, a little context, like a... Uh, uh, I was started getting into some country, and like I'm Leanne Womack, Max... Uh, hit from the year 2000 um of course. song like as like i worked at the cd the cd shop like like she was familiar with me which song was that i name? hope you dance Has, are you have, have you ever heard that cody i i have did, did you uh, did, was it your f- first dance at your wedding <laughs> no no and i don't particularly care for it i do however the first the song i remember more and a song i actually really love and i don't think i connected it to leanne womack is i'll think of a reason later yeah that's a cool song, that yeah. one yeah. i left it's great that, that's one that's an early earlier then i hope you, you dance yeah she, it could definitely be in the same vein as like some of the miranda lambert stuff you gave yeah totally, totally. Like, it's almost just like a catchy pop punk song mm-hmm. yeah yeah and with the country twang or something like that so I didn't I like that she was I hope you dance and I didn't even know that I didn't know if I really associated that that song with country or say like it was definitely definitely not yeah a particularly country hit or something like that it's just like a um, contemporary music Ugh, so Nate's audio got real bad right there Nate lets us know that the album I hope you dance is actually pretty good not a big fan of the song itself necessarily but when she plays it live now it's a lot more stripped down less of that pop country kind of thing and so he enjoys the live version of it um and i do not know where the hell i came across particular i've been listening to some country music in particular um um randa lambert it might actually no i would only be making an assumption if it was cruising youtube and youtube and come up but like i was Mm -hmm. i was shocked by um, some of the songs on uh the the love the lonesome and the the gone come across that ask that um um, and I was like, this is pretty, pretty fucking good. I like this. Who, what the, what the, this is not, what I have expected from this person. I like year it was put out, put out and it was like relatively recent. I think I had heard it for the first time in 2020 and it was like 2017 is when yeah. that was released. Uh, so it was one of those things, Claretta Lynn too, too she, she put late album albums recent in the last 15, 15 years where you're like, I mean, yeah, uh, Loretta, Loretta Lynn write more of her songs than Leanne Womack does, does, but they also standards and stuff like that. And yeah, I was just kind of stoked on these like late 2010s like like country um albums that felt like these are your musings lynn less so but with womack it was just sort of like you're like you know what fuck that girl. like i got some money i'm gonna do do something that i really love and mm-hmm. it tur- turned out good i guess it's, in particular the, the three albums that featured here although i like a lot of stuff outside of the side of these three albums sure but. okay you said this this playlist was very specific like like a very specific downer playlist or something. I can't remember exactly the the wording you used. I just probably said satisfied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it particularly like even um, 
The first song is less so. When I put that song on with some intention, we'll talk about it. I was hoping that it would rile Cody up a little bit. It feels like there's a little <laughs> bit of a bluesy vibe to it. Um, <laughs> but like, even that song like, like has just sort of like a, a country downer vibe. And I think to me, it's it's interesting because, and I was going to ask Cody if he had something about, about the, the, the relationship between country music and this sort of sad shit shit. Yeah. What what is the the deal? Like Google, why is country music music? You get a lot of returns. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, I've done it. Nate's asking right here, in case you can't understand, why is country music sad? Yeah, I mean, first of all, this song. Are we are we to all the trouble? No, no, or? no. We're not there yet. Okay. Just um, in general. Why yeah, is I mean, music I sad? think I think that the sound. I mean. The steel guitar is like the saddest sounding instrument, in my opinion, mm-hmm. next to like a church organ at a funeral or something, you know, I think that the because the roots are in like working normal slash poor people music, like mm-hmm. it's like rooted in sadness or like hard times. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Like, I, I agree. It's like the, it's the most relatable sad music. There is sadder music, but sometimes if I'm listening to like a sad pop song or a sad, like, I mean, there's sad music in every genre, but it's like, I can be like, this person sounds really sad and it's, the song is good because you can sort of like feel their emotion, but it's not like this song sounds really sad and it makes me feel sad and I can relate my sadness to mm-hmm. it. But with country music, I think it's a lot easier to do that. Maybe just because of the simplicity too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good point too. Especially these songs, like these don't really delve into the, you know, pop country or whatever that everyone is very averse to. Like These are very stripped down and it, it, on Wikipedia, it talks about her Americana transition and how she wanted to move away. Like she left MCA Mash- Nashville, uh, and she's she signed to Sugar Hill Records, and then came out with these albums that you gave us pl- songs off of that are much more like stripped down. And there's a quote here that talks about feels like something Merle Haggard or Waylon Jennings would have mm. crafted back in the seventies. That kind of thing. Yeah. When I was reading about the album, there's more where that came from, which is the, or I think the earliest album mm-hmm. that he gave us a song from, I think that she said that she recorded that album. I'm pretty sure it was this one. Like her, the last album she uh, released was a bit of a flop and people didn't like it. And she realized that she like overthought that album. Mm-hmm. She like really just like kind of like was hand wringing about it and, and kept messing with the songs. And she's like, this next album, I'm just not going to think about it. I'm going to do what comes naturally. I'm want to have fun. And then that album came out. And I think that might, I don't, I don't, I didn't listen to every album obviously f- after that, but it seems like maybe that was the sort of point in time where she's like started making this great, like more stripped down Americana mm. stuff, which is awesome. Cause I didn't know, she did it. I didn't. I haven't heard any of these kinds of songs before. Yeah, that was my feeling too when I first heard it. It seemed surprising. Um, I get. I get that with that album too. Like it's a real, real. Stri- the, she did a. She did a Christmas before it and some other album that I have not heard a single song from. From to be perfectly honest, like I know her first two albums well enough. I own. I hope you, Dan, you Dan like it. Um, but only after her having heard this shit, it really brought me in. Uh, Americana mm-hmm. is. I guess that's a, that's an interesting way of saying. It. When I think of Americana, I think of. 
I don't know. I don't know why I feel like um, it's less raw. It's more rocky when I when I think of it. But maybe it's wrong. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I don't know what Kana is, but but pretty. But like mm-hmm. Lucinda, Lucinda Williams is who I think of when I think of Americana. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, I can hear. I mean, Americana is just like any genre term where it's like yeah. you can delve into it and like try and figure out what it means, but it's all pretty much pointless it's just a label that you that somebody puts on something <laughs> because it sounds like something else or because they don't know how to define it but yeah i mean i could i could see this being on a playlist with lucinda williams even though it's not too similar but it's i think americana just generally a lot of times seems more earnest than pop country yeah. or whatever like it's and i would say that lucinda and leanne womack are both like coming from a very like um uh, uh sincere or or uh yeah earnest place i guess authentic yeah music she has a cat danny uh, there's a cat alert oh she has a cat oh <laughs> Yeah, so so Leanne Womack was surprising for lots for lots of reasons to your listeners because they're gonna see you do, do a Leanne Womack episode. They're gonna be like, "Wait, who the fuck is that?" Or wait, wait, <laughs> do I know that person? And she also that, yeah. which, which is dope. One of our cat people. Aww. I don't know the cat's nice. name, but name, but a cute little gray and and le- yellow tinted tabby. Oh, nice. Is does this cat make an appearance on our Instagram? That's where, I haven't, yeah, that's where I I haven't the cat. Looked, looked her up yet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> find this her, her insta is a follow because because of something i want about on the second second on this track but oh, okay. um i like i like Leanne womack i think as potentially just a general person i'm sure her her paws get messy at point points uh-huh. for me i can imagine that's generally the case with country music artists but not as bad as some and yeah. I'm, I'm, she feels a little bit more more like we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk about it to, to driving cameras and shit but. she's done some col- collaboration with people who have like she i had also heard her she does a song with john prine and he's pretty like lefty or whatever i, I could see uh, it this, but not like that i think this, that's, oh, this is this is a good cat yeah it's a really good cat that's a good cat we love cats here everybody i've seen cody's cat one of cody's cats dart by a couple times makes me smile every time i have one more question before we we get into the first song uh, nate why the northern exposure picture Oh, did you identify identify that? Uh, Amanda did. Oh, um, okay. That's very impressive. I've been trying to figure she, out what that was from. I kind of thought it was of, a video or something. She recognized one of the actors. Yeah, it's that dude probably from Parenthood um, and my big fat Greek wedding wedding sitting oh. shotgun and in the truck. Yeah, yeah, I think that's um, what it was. Yeah, the the woman closest is a is a actor actor who was from like Seattle, and I don't don't think she'd whole lot out outside of. Was she she she, she up in, in a couple roles as a native character in mm-hmm. like um, that Sherman Alexi movie or what it was called. A couple other roles roles but small. Okay. Um, why that picture? I think all the trouble for what it's worth it's worth the transition is it it feels like. That Im- image, they're long and they're just kind of chilling and looking back. Like it feels right for that song. It just feels right for that <laughs> okay, song. Okay. And I, okay. it, doing a rewatch of that so that's really slow, slowly because I'm, I'm, I'm following a podcast. Um, that's oh. that's doing is doing an episode by episode thing, and they're doing it pretty pretty slow. You were talking about like taking a long break. Like they're currently in the midst of. I think it'll be a four month break. They'll be back at the end of October, I think, oh, okay. to start start season six, which is the last the last season. And so I've been watching every episode and listening to their commentary. Mm-hmm. 
Um, can we can we take a little detour here and talk about Northern Exposure? Yeah, hell yeah! yeah. Move my is mic. it is it good? Like <laughs> I have it. No, no, I I'm not. I don't have anything to say about it because I I've never watched it. I'm I'm interested in it. I remember it was the show that would come on like when it was time for me to like hit the hay. Like yeah. my mom would watch Northern Exposure and it would be like ten o'clock or something. It, and it was like it felt as a kid it felt boring but now i can recognize that it was actually maybe good i think so it's a 90s show right so like and, and i think one one of the things so this podcast i followed does, does this really interesting thing because the, the theme of the show is fish out of water this like jewish columbia educated new york york city doctor who got his to be paid for by the by the state of alaska mm-hmm. and and as a result, he's to go work in Alaska for four years. Mm-hmm. And he thought he was going to live in Anchorage, which was fine to him. And then in the very first episode, we find out that the Anchorage hospital doesn't need him. And he's been uh, reassigned to a town called Sissy, Alaska on the Alaskan River Vier, quote unquote. But it's in, it's in the middle, absolute middle of fucking nowhere. You have to fly <laughs> in on like a little puddle hopper plane or something to get out there. Um, yeah. So it's a fish water story. And he's on this podcast. Podcast, funny. They take it very, very seriously. We, Danny makes joke, jokes about how we're very prepared, and that's true. These dudes are prepared. <laughs> like it's very well done, but but it's casual yeah. and fun, fun. And in mm. the we'll talk, I, I've come to like them. They we will have some watch just in, just an episode and then give like five, like five minutes of commentary. So like it would be like mm-hmm. they're they're in scene six watching episode seven of, of that season, and they would be like, "Yo, yo, Cody, you want to?" And then you just watch that episode and and then feedback. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of the people who watch it make mention of. Um, Twin, Pe- Twin Peaks, true. Mm. Although they were concurrently, they're not ripping each other off. It was just an, a yeah. piece of a piece of a, a piece of a coin at that at that time, I guess. Thing, a, a thing thing, and um, it's also also so, it's got that vibe that that funky weird vibe. It's it's came very much a cast ensemble piece. Mm-hmm. Really cool, cool characters are great. There's some really interesting actors in there. And this, the crew hired a whole, whole lot of people just who were like living in Seattle. They brought them out to their site, just like the, the woman, um, Marilyn, and it's the character who's sitting with sitting with Orbit there. And mm-hmm. Just like these random, these random people who were getting like a first shot. And so, I mean, native characters also like um, with roles that are really, really reoccurring, common, which is just pretty And there was the beginning episodes, like I would I would guarantee there's some some dated stuff and there is some dated dated stuff in the show that was a little weird mm-hmm. um know that like the, the the woman who planned was a good ad- advocate for um naming naming for example uh the native native nation like which they do throughout throughout the series which is really really um wow. they had sec tv's tv's second ever gay marriage place in that show show it's like wow. weird some weird weird stuff stuff that like would is unex, unexpected um also some shit's dumb and some episodes flop but a lot of those that are just so so fucking weird and really fun, really fun to watch. Yeah, I think it's really worthwhile. Yeah. The first cool. three seasons, I would say per, for sure, four, five, and six get it a little. To go what what, what is it streaming on? Where can I watch Northern Exposure? These As far days? it is not, and it never has. Um, oh, and okay. There, there. I watch DVDs. Like I bought the DVD box set. And Should guys who like that are in the little jackets. In the, oh, the, oh, the puffer. The puffer. My parents had those, had those actually. I first watched it on those, but the one that I have is not that. Um, <laughs> I did not go to my parents' house and steal precious <laughs> their pre- TV access, unlike Cody. Um, <laughs> but they make that comment like, like one of the reasons that it's the show I know has it's just known is that it's that it's never received streaming. Um, there's a re- they say also like it's a it's a big music show, so that guy John yeah. Corbett. Like is a he's a DJ intent. Like he really oh. narrates a lot of the story stories, stuff like that. And there's a lot of music that's a lot of it's apparently really really good. The version I listen to too is 
is not the the original music when yeah. the series aired. But those dudes that's got, always such you know, a bummer. It's totally bad, and the dudes, the dudes though got Blu-rays from Australia, and I guess I guess a region free player, they region free watch them, and that has the original music on it, which apparently they, they say it's pretty. Actually, I'm gonna get those region free Blu-rays from Australia. Then. It make, makes it worth sure. Yeah, cool. yeah, I, I would rec- recommend the show. 100%. Yeah, cool. It's a bummer. It's okay, strange. sorry, I was interested in mm-hmm. that. Back to. Our first song is called All the Trouble. I got all the trouble I'm ever gonna need. I got all the trouble I'm ever gonna need. I got all the trouble I'm ever gonna need. And I just don't want no more. Cody, is this song too bluesy for you? <laughs> this is my least favorite, but it's a great song and I do like it. But it was like, I was a little, after hearing just this song, I was a little worried. Like, I thought, like, this could be the best song. Could it, be, could it, be. it only gets worse mm-hmm. from here, but no, it gets better from there. And it is good, and it's a little bit bluesy, but there's enough other stuff going on that is makes it feel country. And I, you know, like saying I don't like the blues is like a dumb, very dumb, yeah, yeah, thing to say because like every type of music I listen to probably mm-hmm. has, is rooted in some way in the blues or whatever. And I don't necessarily mean it that way, but uh, yeah, this song is great. I agree. I, I uh, didn't make it initially at first. It's it's the first song on on the album, and I think I, what I love about this album is her voice, just so front and center. Mm-hmm. And like I think Liam, obviously, she's not necessarily a song song She's she's a, she's a person who knows how to arrange songs and like def, definitely sings just so well. Well, in the song, like from the second it starts, right? It's like that that low hum in the back background, and then her wailing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it builds up throughout. It's just a dope song. But I wanted to ask about like this blues thing. I'm curious about and where where it intersects what you, you like and what you do. Because when I listen to, listen to this song, some degree in the back of my mind, I see her doing this song. This song maybe maybe without any instrumentation, almost you know, like very little, just a bass and a drum. Mm-hmm. Obviously, really carries carries it. It would be really tight. But also sometimes when I listen to it, I think of uh, the band Fugazi. Hmm. Weirdy. Whoa. And like they're like one that is like like for like that low end, like the, the mm. that rhythm second, right? And this is like a mm. rhythmy song. Um, does the, does the, is it an absurd comparison to make, or does it feel like Le- Leanne Womack? Um, it, there's no way she's thinking about them, nor is it an actual like s- song thing alike, or, or recommend like similar song. But there is, is I'm curious about the, like like where the blue is in that context or like what. I'm, no, I get that. I get that. I can hear. I definitely this song. It sounded a little bluesy, but it also sounded a lot more like indie rock and like not like capital E experimental. Like it's not There's like weird, weird shit, ambient yeah. stuff or anything. But it's like it goes some places and it <clears> does some <throat> things that you wouldn't expect from a like country americana song it's a very country version of blues like i hear like especially at the beginning like i hear the music come in i'm like oh this is kind of bluesy that's interesting but it's not the kind of blues that like turns me off or whatever like there's like when dante gave me a black keys like there's a fair amount of the that kind of blues that i'm not really into but this is just like a tinge bluesy but it's very country 
And yeah, it gets like super weird, especially toward the end. Like there's some weird stuff going on and I really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of times on this playlist um, that remind me of like Yankee Hotel Foxtrot era Wilco, like early 2000s Wilco. Nate, okay. are you getting a fax? No, I turned on a little fan. Is it too loud? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a printer or something. <laughs> He's got can a top matrix fax over there. <laughs> you don't have to turn it off. I'm warm too. I was thinking about getting my little fan. Um, actually, I'm receiving a fax right now from uh, from Lee- Leanne Womack herself <laughs> saying, stop with this shit talk. <laughs> or can so- I join the, join the call? <laughs> I, I didn't have any timestamps, but if I did have one, I didn't. I just kind of ran out of time, guys. Sorry, but uh-huh. if I did have one, it would be the very open, open the first few seconds of the song. The way that it comes in mm-hmm. is very cool. I agree. Uh, I have a lot of timestamps on this song. Everyone's already heard the intro of the song, so oh, um, that's right. I can play a little bit of it though, just as a little refresher for us. Refresh, Refresh. me. What a way to bring in an album, huh? A full fucking yeah. album, yeah. 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 That's that's, that's cool. fucking rad. Like thinking about this as the first song of the, of the album. It it almost makes me wish like this was her first like more quote-unquote Americana album like to come off of whatever came before that everyone felt like it was a flop and didn't buy and then they put this one on. I know it's not the song, but just like in my bizarro universe, like just how like striking that is just that hum like Nate was talking about that's in the background mm-hmm. and yeah I, I could feel like this entire song could be like that you know one of those just pretty much acapella songs yeah that would be awesome actually although I mean that is obviously a very bluesy mm-hmm. thing but that that opening and then the way the drums come in Nate hearing that just now like totally it sounds like Fugazi mm-hmm. like to me like i don't know it almost sounds like the beginning of waiting room or something <laughs> Word, yeah. yeah yeah i get i can see the like parallels or whatever uh to figazi for sure that's it's man somebody needs to make a mashup yeah, yeah. of that <laughs> <laughs> i'd be curious to know if she has any, any idea who that is and obviously no direct correct chord but like that's that that rhythm section of fugazi that's what they're known for yeah, right yeah like, totally like, not known for yeah. lots of things but that's it's a big player would this be yeah there's there's woo gazi so this would be wo gazi wo gazi oh mm, wo gazi. Gazi. i like okay. that or fuan womack let's fuan wo gazi i don't know about that one <laughs> uh okay i this part for me is all about her her vocal delivery on this one. Life's a losing hand Even when you think you're up You're right back down again Either way you play it The house is gonna win 
the way she does the the house is gonna win is so unexpected. Like when I'm just <laughs> listening to this in the car or whatever, it's it's fine. But like when I was sitting here today, like taking notes on this, because I wasn't expecting her to do it that way. The lines before, like lives to lose in hand, like that, I would expect the house is gonna win. Like that that line would end that way. But she like draws it out and just lets it sit. And it's so fucking rad. Um, she does it again on the next verse, like the end of the next verse or something. It doesn't hit quite as hard, but I just, I really like the way she drags that out. I think the sense of comfort with what she's like, what's the deal? Like she, she mm-hmm. feels, she feels her, herself singing yeah. and she, and she's plowed with it. And yeah, I can see that. It's almost like that thing where, uh, like a band, their record, there's a song when they record it and uh, it's great or whatever. And then when they play it live, they always sing it a little bit mm-hmm. different. It's like she recorded that little bit different yes. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without recording the original version yeah. or something. And it actually works this time because I feel like when bands do that live, I fucking hate it usually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you're hacking along and everyone can hear you out of tune or like saying it somehow differently yeah, and then you're yeah. pissed. At... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this part's cool. There's cool guitar stuff. To fall. really like the like kind of barely audible like distorted guitar that's behind it just like hitting one chord and just i don't know it's just laying this like bed of of dirt like behind the chorus it's really fucking nice i've got a comparison but i'm not gonna bring it up till the next song it's one that (laughs) cody knows i don't know if nate listens to them or has listened to them but this one just reminded me of it too so I I think I think Leanne Womack is into some some like doom stuff. That would be so <laughs> sick. Yeah, her Insta is just, is just Leanne Doomack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> where are you? Where, where are you at in your stance, uh, Danny? Danny, I have three twenty nine nine. Want to plug it in at some? Oh, point. I have three twenty seven. Oh, let's let's do that so, one. Runs through three three forty five. Okay. I think so. So if I've, you I've got that. so many to go here, man. Oh hell yeah! Let's do that. I've got one fifty three. Hey, I need a happy ending. Somebody write me one. If there's a prince awaiting, somebody send him on. So, I forgot to mention on the the other timestamp I just played, I was just talking about the guitar, but I, I love that her voice opens up there for the chorus. And then on the second verse, she leaves it higher like that. And she's singing when the higher pitch voice or louder voice or whatever. And uh, for some reason, the the line, somebody, somebody send him up the way she says it <laughs> is real fucking nice. <laughs> um, she just does really like interesting Interesting tricks with her voice. And I think, Nate, you said about how she's uh, maybe not the songwriter, but she's the the composer. She knows how to put things together. And I think those kind of examples of like things she does with her voice is really like 
a testament to that. I'd be curious to know how a person does that, like what the process is from some selecting a song or working within, within our, our a writer to get, to get curious, mm-hmm. like how much, how that yeah. looks in a room. How many, how many takes it was. Yeah. Or like, or like to re, the input is coming like who, how, like, I mean, people, when you, you work, work as you work collectively in a mm-hmm. band band, right. And you'll check this riff out, riff out, man. <laughs> then you're really like drilling it out and you're like, yeah. And then they're like, I don't know, try this yeah. way. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's better. Like I wonder to what do like pe- people work collectively when you're a person person who, like Wom- Womack like a Linda Ronstadt or somebody somebody who's this excellent composer with a wonderful mm-hmm. voice who, kn- who knows how to use that voice. I want, I'm curious to know what that yeah, yeah. what that what that process is. Yeah, how much is is totally her? How much is collaborative effort with her and her producers or bandmates or whatever? That's very interesting to see. I would I would almost like to see like a you know studio footage or whatever to see her process or even the writing of the mm-hmm. song based on how much she bring, brings to that pro- process to come what she can do and what she wants to deliver that plays into how the song becomes mm-hmm. comes, becomes written one of the songs we have we have later by a, a, a guy who writes that i truly love really love and this is a song, a song wrote and she did it first so yeah. like they were obviously they, they had to have been working mm-hmm. together i would imagine mm-hmm. but um, it's a curious, curious process to me okay who sorry did you just mention who wrote the song one i don't know off the top of my head uh, no uh, i was zoning out a little bit because i i um was looking up the guy i had sorry as re, as i was like <laughs> researching the for the uh oh, she episode the i saw that she co-wrote this song with this guy named uh waylon Payne. and oh, yeah. do you know that guy Danny? i don't but I, re- I read about it earlier and I, the name seems really familiar yeah he he's been around a little bit he's got like sort of famous country parents um but he i got into him a little bit or one of his albums like at the beginning of the pandemic because it was i was going through like sort of the dark Mm -hmm. almost some of the like ambient sort of country stuff and he has an album that's very like southern gothic sounding um called blue eyes the harlot the queer the pusher and me um wow. and he's a cool dude you should read you know read about him and check out his music a little bit and i think that net like once i knew that he co-wrote the song like you could definitely hear it like hmm. he brings some of that dark blues depressing stuff into mm-hmm. it or well she i shouldn't say he brings it into it but she translates that really well probably from his original composition like i'd love to hear like a demo of it with mm-hmm. him singing i don't know if there is one but yeah hmm. interesting yeah all right i've got three more timestamps. do we want to listen to the three more timestamps or just one more timestamp? no it's on it's on you yo-yo i'm gonna do one more so i'm gonna go 327 the song is really good, everybody. Go listen to the, the whole thing. <laughs> I don't want to just sit here and play the whole thing. If you got some good news, give me a chance. Yeah, if you got some good love, just put it in my hand. Because I got all the trouble. What do you got for that one, Nate? 
I I love in the music and her, she just flies there like the, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's such a, such a powerful moment in her in her voice that it, I don't know I don't know what climactic moment moment song mm-hmm. that pushes into mm-hmm. that I'm curious I think in the very end and I liked it because it does have to have some of that like kind of like chanting coat yeah. singing that's in the that's back why I like kept playing it what what do you think of that I love it it was completely unexpected it it kind of reminded me of uh, Eric a few weeks ago gave me the band uh, Bridge City Sinners. It's like this f- sort of folk punk band or whatever. Um, but they have uh, one of their backing vocals does these like guttural growls that are that are very quiet, just like this, like almost inaudible. Um, and it reminded me of that because it's just this like little level of darkness that like if you're really paying attention, you can hear it. But if you're not, it just like kind of adds to the the kind of spookiness of this song a little bit, but I, I really like it. I think it's a really cool addition and maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, I really, really enjoy it. I, I had that timestamp because I really wanted her to, to say pants instead of yeah, pants. I, I, I think in my head, she does say pants, pants <laughs> because it so rhymes fine. better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funnier. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think this is my favorite song, but I think this is my number four. Because the next four. song, is, next song is my favorite song. Oh, that's dope. Okay, okay. cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I like this one a lot. Cody, do you have any other uh, things to say about all the trouble? I don't think so. I think yeah. you guys covered it. It's it's awesome though. It's got a really cool. Yeah, I like that you use the word spooky because that definitely. Um, comes through a little bit it's just yeah very dark sounding mm-hmm. again almost like southern gothic sounding song very very good I, I love a song that's depressing and sad and it sounds like depressed like the the uh vibe of the song matches the lyrics matches the music you know it's like a full package of despair yeah all right then Track two on the playlist and track two on the album, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. The Lonely, The Lonesome, and The Gone. This song is real fucking good. Yeah. It uh, makes me think of uh, the, the millennial bands that I always point out. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, DP, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> also, everyone just heard the intro to this song, but I'm going to play it. And Cody, tell me, tell me that yeah. this doesn't just sound like Earth. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's almost like you I don't want the song to kick in like I want it I want that intro to go on a lot longer because, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the song is great too, but it once the it kicks up a little bit it's a different vibe but mm-hmm. coming in with that it yeah totally 
earth like sort of like doomy it's that kind of twangy doom. i don't know that that twangy i don't know what that what the word for i don't know if that's more like stoner metal or mm-hmm. like mathy metal i don't know it's um, definitely more of a stoner metal thing yeah but it just it sounds so much like earth is really weird and i fucking i love it i love that she starts a song out that way um, with just the guitar and there's there's like one note that's really dissonant and it kind of mm-hmm. wiggles with the yeah. rest of it. That's so rad. <laughs> and it just sounds so metal. Like I'm just waiting for like a big ass chord to come in. Totally. Um, cross covers can be, can be pretty fun, uh, Danny. If you can convince your band to work on that. I mean... I might just, I, I probably won't have time to do it over the weekend, but I might fuck around with it. We should we should record a, a cover of this, Danny. I yeah. can lay down some doom vocals. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> with these lyrics, though, too, would be so yeah. cool. <laughs> I mean, because they're so, they're so, like, specific to... I don't know. This 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 my favorite of hers mm-hmm. too. I think like 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 I've really really grown into Flea and Womack. Like I'm a huge fucking fan. I have a have a shirt that I wear more than any other <laughs> shirt. I think. But, yeah. Sorry, Danny. Danny. I'm just oh no no no. Probably that, a timestamp. That's or something, great. Um, I just I really love the intro of this song. I love the the whole song. Like like it's like I said, this is my favorite. But like that intro just really sealed the deal for me because it like connected it to my love of that kind of metal even and this like country bluesy whatever song that's fucking rad i do have a couple time stamps on this one okay editing danny again uh nate goes on right here to say how uh leanne womack is on me obviously this kind of rich person or whatever but on her instagram she kind of portrays herself as this kind of everyday person that shops at target and lives in the suburbs and drives a camry there is more to it but i can't get my words out as as uh, well as he does sometimes yeah that camry line is so great it's (laughs) it's really good it's i could like yeah I mean, connecting, I mean, it's perfect. It's per, like, this is like, I've never been, put it in words, but this is like what it's like being a modern person that likes sad country music. And it's like, mm-hmm. this feels like a Hank Williams song, but he never sings about like driving in your Camry. <laughs> but like, it's the same timeless feeling. <laughs> I don't know. But that idea of drowning in pictures and half-price yeah. wins. Yeah. It's such a mall vibe. It's like, I mean, Danny already advised us against drinking when you're down. But, How do you feel about um, eating hot wings when you're down, Danny? Uh, you, I already said I love depression carbs. I think they're great. <laughs> hey, they're, <laughs> wings are all protein. That's true. That's true. You can get me some, uh, some Beyond Wings. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the there's a place down by the mall, but it ain't what you'd call a honky tonk. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, this is this is like the version of like, like somebody said that like hardcore is punk for suburban kids. Like, this is country for suburban kids. 
Like you can't relate. You can't relate with like car wheels on a gravel road by Lucinda Williams, but you can definitely relate with there's a place down by the mall <laughs> and like driving a Camry. A hundred percent. And I think also like, I feel like this, this is the majority of people who listen to country, right? Like not every oh, yeah. country fan are just like there, there are a few people who live in Idaho and go to the rodeo or like out in Montana. It's just like most people live around urban spaces and suburbs, mm-hmm. suburbs and X or something like that. That and yeah. just relatable experiences. I think like in a very American, American experience of all, like a contemporary yes. setting and super relatable. Relate, uh, she, I don't know. She fucking nailed it. It was, it's, mm-hmm. it's dope. Old songs make it sound so cool. man i love it it's it's got this whole song has like uh late 90s early aughts vagrant emo written all over it (laughs) (laughs) probably from kansas city (laughs) shout out to lawrence yeah yeah this is i mean this could be a get up kid song this could be a fucking saves the day song like oh my god i fucking love it <laughs> uh, the the way she goes through those lines and like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I don't have the words for it but like the uh what is it the short o sounds the ooze mm-hmm. like even though they're separated by like several words it they somehow are connected like mm-hmm. I don't know she sings it so smoothly. I love, I mean, I think I've talked about it before. It's like, sometimes you can just hear when somebody can like sing something from their soul and they're not even like think like trying or thinking about how it's supposed to sound. And it just like comes out perfectly. Like that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. And then I wanted to point out the mall. There's a place down by the mall line as well. Uh, mainly be, it's a great fucking line I love it but it reminded me of the song August off of Taylor Swift's Folklore because she says meet me behind mm-hmm. the mall <laughs> and <laughs> I was listening to that today and I was like oh yeah they're kind of similar there's a place down by the mall it ain't what you'd call a honky like this kind of goes with with what you were just saying Cody but like I just love the way she she's not in a hurry to like get through her lines yeah and she'll hold those words and just kind of like just kind of I remember in this has nothing to do with singing um, but I remember (laughs) in in uh, the my senior year in high school I think it was I took a guitar class just for like easy credits uh, but uh, I'll just say this guy, Dustin, he was a bass player normally, but he was taking a guitar class just to like, you know, probably easy credits and to like hone his skills or whatever. And just watching him play guitar, it was just like, like getting some cooled down butter on a knife. It was just like, <laughs> he would just flow over the fretboard and I was always so jealous of that. And that's exactly how I feel when I listen to uh-huh. her singing. 
it's just everything is so smooth and it feels like everything is so perfectly placed and like she's doing things with the words that like I as a not singer would never think to do but like in a lot of the music I listen to I feel like a lot of like the get up kids if they had done this song they wouldn't have done it like that and it wouldn't no. it wouldn't have hit the way that that her stuff does yeah. and I think that's really fucking rad he never sang a bell watching a Camry pulling out of a crowded apartment We talked about that line for quite a while, but holy shit. <laughs> like, what about, so the music that's going on at this, and then throughout the rest of the song, like the guitar that is taking place in the back end is just lazy mm-hmm. fuck, is it not? Not? What's the deal with that shit? <laughs> like, the, like the slide? I guess it's, it's this yeah. idea. The, my last time, timestamp three minutes in, it's intense and it feels it like it's so prominent and then just sort of flares around until the end it lazy i think so but i think like purposefully so let's listen to that timestamp and and i'll pay it close attention there's the lonely the lonesome could be poolside with that oh yeah with a mm-hmm. little bit like a mixed mm-hmm. drink in your hand yeah no it's that yeah that's the slide i just looked up that's uh paul franklin playing the slide and he's like the guy that has like almost like any well i shouldn't say that but like a, a ton of like pop country that you would know it's like he's the guy like kind of like the go-to guy so it's cool hearing him play that because it's a little less I don't want to say accessible, but it's, yeah, it's like a little more, it's, it's not as like poppy sounding. It's not as like happy sounding and it's not as like, just like straight up sad steel either. Like he's doing some weird stuff to it. So it's cool hearing like a pop dude Mm -hmm. doing like something that's a little more left of field. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's, I mean, throughout all these songs, but especially that song, like the steel is amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. It is very like lazy, poolside lazy kind of thing. It's very, Mm -hmm. very sad as well. I just, uh, almost in the way she's singing too, like he's not really in a hurry to get to that next note. Just the like slow Mm -hmm. slide down to that next note is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, So yeah, favorite song, The Lonely, The Lonesome, and The Gone. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would have come in saying this is my favorite song, but after talking about it, it's up there for sure. It's really, really great song. Uh, Are you are we ready to move on to our third song? Answers are are that fuck, Danny, I tried for you. (laughs) Um, Rewind. Mm -hmm. Can you can you ask the question? (laughs) Nate, Cody. Are you, are you two ready to move on to the next song? Um, chances chances are high. Oh, wait, I added some to it. Damn it. 
Uh, ch- chances is I'm ready. Uh, chances are. Chances are I took the wrong turn every time I had a turn. Off of uh, the album that I didn't write down the title to, The Way I'm Living. So the Way I'm Living, yeah. This is where my my notes f- completely fall off. I've got one note on this <laughs> song, one note on the next song, and zero on the last song. So <laughs> This, if I'm mistaken, is like an old, like a, like, like many, many people have done on this song. Oh. Is so I think this one is, which happens with her occasionally. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, look this up here. It's an early one too for me that stood out. I put it on a playlist and have heard this song just, just take dozens, dozens and dozens of times and just I'm totally in with the way that she, she, that, that she does. I have, however, however, weirdly also no notes on this song. I think it's, it's perfect. <laughs> Great job. Uh, I also have um, no notes on this song, hey. but that's because I didn't have any notes on any song. <laughs> Uh, this was written, looks like, by an, a guy named Hayes Carl, uh, who was born in 1976. Yeah. Hmm. I'm looking this guy up, too. He must just have an old soul. Yeah. Old soul. Something Nate had suggested was maybe for these ones where we don't really have notes, we could watch something and kind of like point things out as we watch it. Does that sound okay with you, Cody? Yeah, let's give it a try. Let me, I think I accidentally shut my watch together. Okay. There's a... Give me one sec. Live chances are on Sirius XM Outlaw Country. Outlaw Country. Which I assume is on Cody's Sirius XM dial. Mm -hmm. Number Wait, you have a seat? Number four, yeah. Number four. Okay. Yeah, I think we've talked about this, Nate. Don't you and Shannon have Sirius XM in that sweet truck of yours? <laughs> Shannon d- does listen to Sirius XM in the Garth <laughs> truck. But when I get in there, there we usually play plugs in or I bring my CDs. It has a CD player, oh, so. Yeah. Alrighty, here we go, Coan. Chances are I took a wrong turn every time. I had a turn to take. I love, love, love the vocal intro. That was my my one and note on the song. Oh fuck! What? Hell yeah! I guess I broke my my own heart ever since I had a heart to break. <laughs> it's, it's a. <laughs> I want this song when, song when it was 18. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Too bad Chris Caraba didn't write it. Nobody <laughs> didn't write it. <laughs> it's wild to me though. Like this comes out, comes out. This album's like 2015 or 2014 or something. Yeah, so way past that at mm-hmm. time. But if you had heard this song at the time, Chris Caraba was doing screaming infidelities. <laughs> And you, and you put two, put two songs of you. Which one would you say you want to hear again? When I was that age, 
Yeah, at that, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been like, I don't like the girl singer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have quote. I would have uh, said something about, I, I like everything but country music. <laughs> this isn't kind of, this is outlaw. Oh, music, right. The person, person at the car is asleep. Not the guitar, the piano. He looks asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Chances are, I'm gonna take a nap. This is a thing that happens a lot with um, country, live country music, especially in stuff like this, where it's like they're in a studio mm-hmm. or like on WEXP or whatever, um, where the vocalist is just sitting on a stool singing like there's several Haley Witters video videos yeah, yeah. that I've seen lately mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know what the alternative would be but I wish they weren't just sitting on a stool singing yeah it, it feels like they're to make it sound sound as close to the record as possible now mm-hmm. yeah to be chaotic not to make mistakes yeah I mean it would be very silly for her to be like up and walking around <laughs> or pretending to play pretending to play the guitar when she's not Mm -hmm. she could do what unfortunately loretta lillian had to do in every single fucking video is just put on that that ridiculous smile all all the time (laughs) at least at least womack can like rise and look like she feels she's feeling yeah just has a few more scars But they would hear the dude with the other dude with the <laughs> the, two, the two guys are kind of. Oh, wait, the piano player is asleep. He is 100% asleep. <laughs> Too bad he's missing a great performance. He's doing a good job. I hope he's okay. Or maybe he's just playing on his phone. Maybe he's like doing <laughs> candy, candy Crush or something. He's Candy Crushing it. <laughs> You were talking about, about authenticity and like <laughs> the ultimate ultimate authenticity when the guitar player is like, dude, I, I've heard this a thousand times. <laughs> I gotta beat this, this Candy Crush stuff. Did she say thank you for that song? I believe she said thank yeah. you for that song. That's pretty adorable. Some other good uh, videos here. Jason Isbell, Hank Williams yeah. Jr. and Shooter Jennings. Yeah. Rodney Cowell. I don't know who that is. Crowell. Crowl. Yeah, sorry. That was pretty good. Oh, yeah. I I dig it. Um, I don't know. Just fits it fits well on a playlist. It's a mm-hmm. nice, it's a nice mm-hmm. song. It's a good uh, uh, track three of five for sure. It's <laughs> yeah. a good middle. For sure. The middle is just as important as the beginning and the end. Yeah. Let me tell you. For sure. The lyric. I mean, there's a lot of good lyrics in this song, but the. The band has started playing as simple songs I used to know, and I take your hand and walk you out, dance through the rhythm way down low. That could, yeah, that's, that's a pretty, pretty great line. Mm-hmm. Great couple. But lines. chances are it's gonna be a broken heart in the end. I mean, yep. come on, come on. Good song, Nate. <laughs> Tell me what you, what your chances are. Makes isn't there isn't there like a reference like like so you're telling me there's a chance? Is that like some sort of <laughs> yeah, uh, that's some sort of that word? is from uh. Dumb and Dumb and Dumber, I think. <laughs> right, where like a dude can't take a yeah, nap. Yeah, or like, <laughs> so, so. she's like, 
I would I would maybe date you if you were the last person on Earth and everyone else is dead. And he's like, so you're telling me there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> okay, never mind. Well, hey, uh, are we hold? Oh shit, are we ready to move on to the next song? Yeah, why don't Sorry. you go ahead and send it on down. <laughs> But now it and him ain't around no more. <laughs> um, How do y'all feel about about Jesus? <laughs> uh, what are we are we doing? Overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite, <laughs> Messiah. We're <laughs> thinking about Jesus. Jesus. Well, to be frank, be frank, Kong probably. But. I. I like it because the way the way she says it, it sounds like the way I say Jesus is yeah, yeah. like there's no comma, I guess. Or you know, I'm not I'm not talking to my Lord and Savior. I'm just taking his name in vain, kind of thing. Like Jesus, can you save me? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What, <laughs> Danny? It's, it's what? funny. What you... <laughs> I was. It's thing you say frequently, for sure. What did, you, what did you think? I took a risk with this one. I was a little nervous about the lyrical content, but it's a Chris Knight song, and I was curious if you knew him. I, I don't. If you were a fan. I don't know Chris Knight. Tell me about Chris Knight. He's just... I mean, so Chris Knight has a couple albums that I have not, not listened to. I recall listening to a podcast interview a long time ago, or what, I mean, not a long time ago, with Haley Witters, where she was talking about um, this guy's... Uh, Oh, trailer i think it's just the trailer tapes is what it's called chris oh, knight's trailer tape tapes. okay and i i it was like it was like i think that the dude who produced it is actually womack's husband oh, liddell okay um and, uh, uh witter that's like such a great album and i like okay google mm-hmm. and i myself a copy of it on on ebay which i did because like dan danny only listened to lps like or vinyl right for Vinyls, these things yeah. things i only listened to cds so I got it, got it, and I, I absolutely dig it. Like it, like I think he's really like a Kentucky. I, I guess he was pretty famous for a while, but these these tapes were like some things he had done. He had done for that had all happened, and, and then they they remix them and release them and really on. Wrote this song, and then doesn't appear on this on this song. Um, Womack released it, and then and then for a album that he did, he did he he was the lead vocal on it, and had Womack do back on it. Um, mm which is pretty cool. cool. And there are videos doing it. And he, I, th- I think he, he's just too much or something. He looks fucking terrible oh, no. <laughs> at this point, but um, he's an interesting, interesting guy. And I'd recommend checking out at least that. God, God, was it the trips? I think is what it is. Yeah. That sounds cool. He's uh he did stuff on the 30 tigers label, which is like a good, like Jason Isbell and a lot of folks uh, are on that label. So I would, I would uh, trust that it's probably pretty dang good. I'm going to check out that trailer tape. I found a live version. She's standing up in this one, though, Cody, so... Thank God. (laughs) Hey, that guy woke up. Very serious. This is very, very serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen this video, actually. Dad used to own the 
Oh, and also, so so Dad used the hardware store, and and he and Dad are the hardware store and Dad aren't around anymore. It is such a fun Luke Danes reference. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> 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 oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Her band is really made of a bunch of cool dudes, eh? Yeah. Except for the guy, the guy looking at her. Thing in. Yeah, except for that <laughs> Why guy. Why is he facing her? Although his his ba- his vocals on this song, if he's the guy on the record too, are really good. Uh, hey, Cody, uh, this totally sounds like an Abbott Brothers song, right? Does uh, No. It does to me. Like the beginning does. Like just imagine if, if the singing was flat. <laughs> I don't lyrically this is not an Avid Brother song. Yeah. You see that little flourish with the wrist? Uh, yeah, yeah. I do love the way she sings that line. Jesus, can you save me? I've been, uh, been found, found, or what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> I've been found, yes. I would. I mean, uh, I think the line's coming up, but she talks about sitting in the bleachers of the football field yeah. on yeah. Sunday morning, like after drinking all night, pretty much. So <laughs> she's definitely not coming from the place of being in the church. She's listening far. Yeah, this is very much a, a Sunday morning coming down kind of vibe. If you've ever yeah. heard that song, like just like, Oh, I'm a piece of shit. And now it's like Sunday morning and I feel that's <laughs> bad. If you look at her as video, like that, like that, that could like just giving me off, like oh, <laughs> piece of shit. Look at her, piece of shit. <laughs> but if you're gonna put on a Chris Chris Knight version of singing this, that's just, that's exactly what you see. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, the guitar solo was very cool sounding. It's a cold Sunday I don't think it sounds like that on the Her piano player was sleeping in the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he kind of looks like he's asleep still. What? That's a crazy pop screen she has. Yeah. It's a. It's a. Looks like she cut it out of a screen door. <laughs> It is. It's the screen door she grew up with. We'll do real quickly, just the Chris Knight in the pub version of this. 
Yeah, okay. I, w- I would love to see yeah. that. Yeah. Again, like the, he he uh, he's lived the way that that I want to live. Let's just say that. <laughs> This this is the the camera. Yeah. Man, listen to that the guitar on this version. Oh he's Whoa. The thing so Oh my gosh, it's rough, rough, because, like, he's there. Like, that's a guy. Like, you can tell it's him, but, like, he... Does it not sound like some dude just, like, got out up and decided to play some music? Yeah. yeah. Give me the guitar. I can play a song. <laughs> but this dude's, like, a legend. Like, or, like, very, very, you know, respected. Yeah. Uh, play, player. Oof, oof. I think, I mean, I think most of, like, the greatest especially country music songwriters probably give off this vibe on any given weeknight at a bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me pull a for <laughs> <laughs> the, the front row audience gives me some, this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Personally. Anyway, that song is pretty good. I don't like it when he sings it. <laughs> I actually, but I like it when when Leanne Womack does. His, she has that Fugazi element to it. She so. has the Fugazi. <laughs> yeah, she brings the Fugazi into it. <laughs> record version isn't isn't bad. Hers is way yeah, way. Yeah, I, I want to hear the record version. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nate. Do you got you got something to intro this next one with? I mean, I was thinking about that, but it's been song. Like, I think. I think. I feel like. How long has it been? Dude. If, I was, I don't know, I think around 20 years and two, two full husbands ago. Looking in the bathroom mirror, putting my makeup on. Maybelline can't hide the line. You can't add extra words. <laughs> Two full husbands again. No half a husbands. Yeah, no half husbands around here. Doesn't happen that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I wanted to preface this song because like this is a I love this song. Song. This album really good. I have to point it out. And so, I, so uh-huh. I was up to Haley Witter Witter shouting it out recently too, which is kind of cool to see, cool to see validated or something something like that. Hey everybody. So Nate goes on to talk about how this album that the song 20 Years and Two Husbands Ago is on uh, has a more orchestral feel than the other material that he gave us. Uh, the more recent albums have been more stripped down, uh, kind of getting back to your roots, country or fucking whatever. But something he likes about this album is that it has that kind of orchestral almost old 70s country feel to it like we talked about on the Dwight Yoakam episode yeah like she's bummed in the morning getting ready for work putting her makeup on and like has this entire song as a thought as she's getting ready for work just being (laughs) like you know I've made so many wrong turns like stuff like that and she closes closes it and then walks out the door into her memory yeah um, most likely. <laughs> oh man, yeah. 
Do you think it's a limo Camry? Like I a said, I, I'm pretty sure that Lillian Lee, Lee has a has a lot of money. So. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I agree with everything you guys said. I I really like that. What What do you think is a better plug? The what does she say? Did she say Maybelline? Yeah. Or <laughs> Maybelline or uh, Tide Stick? Well, I mean. This isn't a very good plug because she's saying Maybelline can't hide the lines of time. Ooh, she should have been using CoverGirl. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> CoverGirl will cover. It's lines. actually yeah. So you've you've seen that cover commercial where where this video is playing and she says that <laughs> and then they do a record scratch. We got you, Leanne. Yeah. And then they <laughs> toss that over. And Reba McIntyre comes in it? and goes, "You should try this." Oh, man, we got to do a little Reba list. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that the song is really good. I do like this song a lot. Uh, this one, this album is a little bit older, yeah, yeah, though, it's right? Like, uh, this is the album you were talking about, about when you're saying that she was taking a turn and yeah. she was upset with the direction or what's going on, and she did this this mm. one. Yeah. And um, Yeah, it's from two, 2005. Right. Um, the only thing that comes up on this watch together is the music video. So I, that's our only choice here. Well, why don't you play? Well, I don't know if it'll work. I was gonna say, why don't you play the timestamps on the music video? I don't have. I've got one timestamps time actually. Um, oh, you do. Okay. One minute and thirty-nine seconds. Let's see. That's not a Camry. That's <laughs> no, not a Camry at all. I, I've seen seen this video now. I think it's that great. I think this is, this is uh, the same thing. Oh, yeah, it is. This is what I wanted. All right, all right. Oh, yeah. This, oh, this video this is, is great. 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 <laughs> what are you talking about? I've forgotten that one. Sorry. <laughs> um, the orchestration is why I wanted to point this out. Like, you can see, like, all the different yeah. instruments that are in the back there. Yeah. Hard to... Oh, that was... I'm pretty sure that was Waylon Payne back there uh, in, the, oh, really? in the white tuxedo kind of jacket. Uh, that guy with the big wine? Yeah. You know, I, I kind of feel... Oh, well, this is a very dumb thing to say because, of course, uh, anybody can do, like, a throwback retro look. But, like, this has, like... I feel like Casey Musgrave saw this and was like, first couple albums, this is what I'm doing. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I would be curious. Like, I don't know. This album seems it comes up. It comes up in conversation. I mentioned mentioned Witters, and I've seen um, some lists of good country albums. I mean, maybe it has some influence on people. Randomly, this particular one. Uh huh. I do really. This song. This whole playlist was just like very calm and nice. There were a couple times this week where I was just like stressed out and I was like, I'm gonna listen to this playlist. Some law. I need some law in my life. Some law and herbs. Damn. Joke of the night. Yeah, yeah. She just has such a nice voice. 
man. Yeah. That's good. I'm going to have to check out the Christmas album. I have not listened to that one. Sorry. Yeah. You should be. <laughs> I need to be. I wanted a full review. I'm a huge. That's... Oh, go for it, Cody. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say the guy, one of the people that worked on this song, uh, I think his name is like Deal Dylan, which is a great name, Ooh. but he wrote so many great songs. Uh, he wrote Tennessee Whiskey and oh, a bunch of like George Strait hits like Easy Come, Easy Go and Oceanfront Property. And this great, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard Keith Whitley, but he has this song called Miami, My Amy that is just like amazing. <laughs> uh he wrote that one too so yeah it's no wonder this song is so good because this mm-hmm. guy knows how to write a song miami miami is a great song name all right absolutely dean dylan i'm gonna check this up dean dylan or is it dean oh, or it. deal the lyrics deal. Deal. D- deal what's the deal dylan dylan the first, the first um, verse, verse of song is well. Everybody talked about the California quick quake, but the first time I ever felt the shake was in Miami when Amy touched me and awe shook me. Oh, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I love it <laughs> so much. Yeah, let's watch this uh, lyric video. <laughs> Country paradise. <laughs> There, so I should give a shout out. There's a podcast called Country Brothers. Uh-huh. That's these two brothers uh, uh-huh. that are black dudes and they like country music and they talk about this song a lot. And I w- <laughs> would be remiss to not give them a shout out for bringing it to my attention right. at how, how much oh, of, a, yeah. of a banger this song is. <laughs> is that a karaoke jam for you now? Oh, based on this video, it looks like it is. It could be. Quick to pull this up, Cody. Cody, have you been practicing? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was in my saved tabs. The, we got to at least see, get to the chorus here. Oh, yeah. It's a solid chorus. Yeah. What year is this from? Ooh, probably the early 90s. Okay, okay. That makes sense. 95. Oh, wow. Wow. The music just has a very, like, 80s slash early 90s feel. What about the light bugs? What do you call call those flies? Yeah. Flies on the beach? No, they're called light bugs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think those that live at the beach I think they're 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 uh, The guy's name is Dean Dillon Dean. I, <laughs> I can't I just can't type <laughs> I was like no sorry guys Pretty sure it's Deal Dillon <laughs> He just named when he signed his first first name So brand Yeah Yeah He's a cool looking dude If you look up his Wikipedia picture <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry, we don't have to Nothing, watch the whole... Nothing's coming up with Deal Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, back to back to oh law. God, this guy looks <laughs> All right. Back to law and hors d'oeuvres. 
Law and Orders. <laughs> uh, man, when's your birthday, Nate? You should have a Law and Orders party where we listen oh. to uh, Leanne Womack and eat our hors d'oeuvres. I have an opportunity to make, to make people listen to her. Um, it's, it's in August, so already missed, but I'll bring it around. Well, it's coming back up. Yeah. Yeah. Ten months or something. Like, it doesn't have to be birthday, right? Like it could just be like an annual get a get together in feel like yeah. Lawn yeah. or Derb is like a, a fall or a wind thing anyways. And the the night gets oh, a little yeah. darker. Well my birthday's coming up, so maybe I'll I can take when, the when, idea. <laughs> yeah, when's your birthday? birthday? <laughs> it's in December. I mean it actually would never works because it's a week before Christmas and nobody can like wants to party. Or everybody wants to party, but everybody's already got a party a week before Christmas. Mm. So. I don't. I've been saving it for you, so don't worry, don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Man. Cool. <laughs> so we, actually, this year, another little plug. Well, I don't know if this is the year that the Four Eyes Christmas show is coming back. Ooh. That always happens the they week. They posted about it on Facebook. Did they? See, mm-hmm. I don't have Facebook. Okay, then never mind. But that same night, because it's usually the weekend before the weekend before Christmas which also is usually the weekend I would celebrate my birthday on mm-hmm. uh, Saturday. I think it's like the 17th is uh there's a, a Dolly disco party yeah, happening yeah. in Sacramento, mm. which that was going to be my thing to do, even though it's at Ace of Spades. Um, but I'll probably go to the four eyes instead. Yeah. I th- they posted something about it on Facebook asking for uh, requests. Oh man. All right. I'll have to send in some requests. Yeah. You need straight to, send in to the source. Leanne Womack. Or Miami, a- Miami, 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 Miami. So I I don't know. I want to listen to the two main albums that you gave us songs from. I really want to listen to those albums. Uh, I don't know how deep I will delve into Leanne Womack's more pop country years i don't know do you think it's it's uh worth it for a guy like me for a guy like you <laughs> i i don't know i think that i think one thing one thing about womack if you like when you, you read a read a few dance and and uh-huh. i don't know like that album you were talking you were talking there i've never listened to that i feel mm-hmm. like i'm a bit of a pose poser not being a guest i should listen to that one but i think there are gems on each album 100 percent. like she's uh-huh. not she is not i hope you dance that's for sure yeah um but that that said i think for a guy like you, I mean, get, if you do what I did, like listen to those to those two albums mm-hmm. a lot, fall in love with them, buy buy a t shirt, check her website <laughs> regularly for tour dates, and then start listening to the earlier albums, you, you might find them great. <laughs> Have you got a chance to see her, Nate? No, no. I'm, I mean, I I found her during the pandemic, so okay. she hasn't toured two or dance. One thing I've I've noticed when I'm checking or like on Instagram, all the country artists I follow. It, they'll like be a post, be like new tour dates, and I'm like yes, and then I look at it, and it's like all the South mm-hmm. and the mid- sure. and the Midwest. They like do not touch the West Coast. She's a. I would. I think that I. I, I think. I mean, I'm stupid. It's silly, Lily going to Vegas tomorrow for, for Miranda Lambert. But yeah, Womack is a person I would travel to if I, there was a city I wanted to visit or sit or something like yeah. that. I was playing yeah. it, and I would, and I would be like, oh, and we go. So that, I would do that for sure. Yeah. Especially, she had done like when she, I think it was for for uh, lonely lonesome gone gone. She had a club tour tour in um, oh, twenty seventeen yes. or something. It would be super sick. Like yeah, um, dang man. So I'll give her. I'll give her. I will give. Okay, I will give this playlist a 
3.5. So 3.6 because of the cat. So 3.6 because of the cat. Exactly. <laughs> Cody, final thoughts. It's great. I want to listen to, yeah, definitely, probably all of these out. Probably everything from um, that 2005 album onwards i'm gonna i'm gonna have to check out uh i will give her uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say four or 4.1 uh <laughs> seconds of summer yeah one seconds of summer that's what that's with everyone code a little that, yes uh, it was a 4.0 yeah went up to a 4.1 because cats because cats would never work for the police his cats would never work for the, the police. <laughs> That's true. Nate, I hope you have a wonderful time at the Velvet Rodeo. I know. I got a, got a Velvet Lab. So, so. Wow. <laughs> um, that's awesome that you're going, and I'm really excited for you, and I'm really excited to hear about it. And I'm yes. hoping that maybe there's a future where I can go see this. I don't know. I don't know how long the residency is going to last. It's into the but... springs for sure, but. Okay. I think Shania's is starting up again, so I'm really hoping that there will be a time where they're both going on at the same time and I can just go see Shania and her at the same time. That'd be amazing. Talk yeah. to me if, if it comes up. I would Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe the show's terrible. But I've been watching some videos on the internet. It looks it looks electric. I think she's doing if, a good job. If the next country show the two of you go together to is in Las Vegas. I'm probably not gonna go. No, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna kidnap you, uh, Nate. If you have find yourself with some free time while you're in Vegas, I always recommend that people drive down to Boulder City, Nevada, which is about 20 minutes south, uh, to check out Tom Devlin's Monster Museum. Oh, oh, you to me before? Hell yeah! Yes. Okay. Check it out. It's cool. Uh, and say hi to Nana and Papa as well. Well, that's where we're still <laughs> Thanks for like, letting us crash there. <laughs> also, I bet the Lambert crew is there. Well, they needed to spot. spot to oh, yeah, yeah. Let's park park that Camry out there. <laughs> they drive an Airstream, you know, with, with a putting green and an inflatable pool. <laughs> oh, that's not. Le- oh, right. It's not Leo Womack. It's it's OK. Yeah, no Camrys to be found. Womack was exclusively in a, a broken down Cam Camry. <laughs> With those like sun-stained roofs. It's like kind of like... <laughs> one time, this is off subject, sort of, but one one time Chris Rowe from the Ataris did a solo <laughs> tour and he was touring in a broken down like Geo Metro. Hell yeah. Selling merch out of his trunk and it was Hell yeah. pr- pretty sad. <laughs> on stage every night, it's like, I need to play to stay night and maybe, maybe a mechanic. <laughs> oh, if your if your dad's good sh- with tools, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say it's sad. I mean, I guess it's admirable that you're like a touring dude, and you're like, yeah, just gonna throw your stuff in whatever car you've got and hit the road. It feels like a vibe, though, yeah. right? Like it's done with yeah. some. The irony is not lost on person. I guess that's like doing it. Like, yeah. This is this is cool. <laughs> Legendary. Some guy named Cody will be telling his friends on a podcast about Leon Womack in years. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go listen to the Ataris. <laughs> uh, Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and go listen to Leanne Womack because she's great. <laughs>
It's the law. <laughs> it's the law. And hors d'oeuvres. Bye bye. <laughs> Brandy saw the you saw the YouTube the watch together window and thought I was talking to twelve Loretta Lynns as well as YouTube. It's Loretta Lynn AI. Part of the yeah. recording. We are Sorry. recording. <laughs> hi, Brandy. Bye, Brandy. She can't hear you. I know. Tell her I said hi. They said. Uh, Danny said hi. Hi.